0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kid Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Let's get into some shout-outs. Tino Cabral shared some awesome drawings. Thanks for those, Tino. Very impressive. I think if you were a character from the stories, you would be the Silver Knight of Halister, the lone defender of the people of Hallister Island. Alexander Kachmar from Cambridge enjoys the stories. The drawing you did of Atomic Shark was so good, Alexander. I think if you were a character from the stories, you would be the booksmith, a magical wizard who can make things in books become real. Thanks for listening, Alexander. Today's episode is titled Max and the Monkeys, Part 4. Max and Professor Blackwell tinkered with the security bots for days. Max's monkey Gizmo helped. Gizmo was a little black monkey with a strange affinity for technology. He could fix pretty much anything and could figure out how to use tech that was foreign to him. Gizmo helped Max and Professor Blackwell turn the robots into disguises. Once the bots were complete, Max and Blackwell tried to explain their plan to the monkeys. We're going to Glaw's ship in these robot suits. Each bot suit is specifically tailored to our different bodies, so we should fit perfectly, began Max. Also, the suits can do cool things, like they have torches for welding and laser blasters, and each helmet has a radio so we can communicate with each other. The monkeys practiced putting the robot suits on and using their features. It didn't take long for them to get the hang of it. After a few hours of practice wearing the suits in the jungle, they returned to the lab and huddled around a table. This is what we're taking with us, said Max. On the table were six rectangular devices that looked like small bricks. These are the charges we're going to set near the Brightstone. They are explosive. Once they're set, we'll have about an hour to leave in the escape pods before they explode, setting off the Brightstone and hopefully destroying Glaw's entire ship. The monkeys ooed and awed at the small devices. Hooted Luna, one of Max's monkeys. Good question, Luna. We're going to the spaceport here on Midwan, said Max. There's a transport ship there that's scheduled to deliver supplies out to Glaw's ship. We are going along with the supplies and that's how we'll get in through his security. Max and the monkeys geared up and said their goodbyes to Professor Blackwell. Be careful, Max, said Blackwell. The most important thing is to get home safe. Max and the monkeys had no problem boarding the supply ship at the spaceport. Everyone there assumed they were Glaw's robots, escorting the delivery back to their ship. A few days later, the supply ship reached the orbit of Flora Prime, where Max and the monkeys stood in their robot disguises, looking out the window. From space, they could see where huge swaths of Flora Prime were no longer green. They were brown, where Glaw's excavators had literally ripped the ground into pieces and dug into the surface to extract the valuable minerals. Smaller ships constantly flew from the surface of Flora Prime up to Glaw's massive transport ships, and back down again in a seemingly endless loop to dismantle the planet and sell it to the highest bidder. It was a sad moment seeing their home torn apart, and while they didn't want to watch Flora Prime destroyed, they couldn't look away. Finally, their gaze was interrupted with an announcement over the transport ship's comms. Approaching destination. Landing imminent. Glaw's main ship was so big that the transport ship they were on was going to dock inside of it. Max and the monkeys got a bit nervous in their robot suits as the ship they were in slowly floated through the invisible space shield that protected the ships from the vacuum of space and landed safely in the massive docking bay. They each picked up a box and walked off the ship. Other ships all around them on the docking bay were loading or unloading. The docking bay inside this ship was as big as most planetary spaceports that Max had seen. And all around them were more ships, all owned by Glaw. Max realized now how serious this was. With all of his money and resources, Glaw must be one of the most powerful people in the galaxy. Max spoke into the tiny mouthpiece in the helmet of his robot suit. Follow me, he said. He and the monkeys walked to the back of the docking bay, where hallways led deeper into the ship. Max picked a random hallway and tried not to nervously look back to make sure his monkeys were following him. As they wandered the halls, Max searched for a computer terminal. He hoped to access a terminal and use it to figure out where the Brightstone and escape pods were. The longer they marched through the halls of Glaw's ship, the more nervous Max got. But soon they found a bank of computer terminals where other robots would stop periodically and tap the screens. Max tapped and swiped until he accessed the central ship's map and index. His monkey, Leo, who had an unnaturally strong sense of direction, stood nearby watching the screen. They figured out where the Brightstone was being stored and where the escape pods were. Leo and Max looked at each other and nodded. Before they stepped away from the computer terminals, they froze. A voice echoed through the halls. It was Glaw. You need to ship the iron ore out to the traders in Sector 3. They're desperate for it and will pay a premium. His voice carried down the hall even before they saw him. And then he turned a corner, surrounded by bots who were logging his demands to be carried out later. We have space for remaining fauna on the ship, said one bot. Shall we fill the space with animals to trade? Gather only the most exotic creatures. Leave the rest. Said Glaw. If we can't make money, then it's not our problem. Put the creatures you do collect into the holding cages, and we can sell them later. Max considered his options now. Glaw was right there, right next to him. But so were a bunch of Glawbots. If they tried anything now, all the other bots would attack, and their mission would be over pretty quick. Stick to the mission. Max whispered into the comms. They marched off into the ship, through the maze of hallways until they reached the Brightstone storage room. Tubes of Brightstone in heavy boxes were stacked high against every wall, and rows of Brightstone boxes lined the middle. It was an incredible sight to see this much Brightstone in one place, and Max wondered how much more still rested beneath the surface of Flora Prime. Okay, guys, place your charges, Max said into his communicator. The monkeys all revealed the rectangular charges from within their robot suits and they spread out to place them among the bright stone containers. Max double-checked that each one had been activated. Pale lights flashed on each one. Okay, that's it. Let's go, Max said. Remember, be cool. Keep acting like robots and we'll be out of here soon. Max and the robots continued on to the escape pods, knowing that the charges had a one-hour timer. The escape pod room was empty. There were no bots, so Max spoke freely. Okay, guys, pick an escape pod and get inside quick. We'll all blast off at the same time. Max and the monkeys were elated that they each had their own pod this time and wouldn't be cramped in with each other. Each of these pods was just like the one they shared. So the monkeys and Max all knew how it worked. They slid into the chairs, pulled the hatches closed in front of them, Max spoke to each monkey through the robot communicators in their helmets. Okay, monkeys, ready? Three, two, one. All at once, the seven escape pods exploded out the side of the ship, blasting away from Glaw and the orbit of Flora Prime. Max and the monkeys each tapped the coordinates of Midwan into the computers of the escape pods. The little pods blasted away in a line. Back to Midwan and Elder Tree Forest. The end? The website is KidStoriesPodcast.com. Send all your drawings and things to kidstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Adios.